Alright guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome into the final drive where the Chargers beat the Tennessee Titans 17 to 14. They improved to 8 and 6, and they are now the sixth seed in the AFC playoffs if they started today. As always, joined by team reporter Haley Elwood and senior writer Eric Smith. And guys, we saw this Chargers team put together two straight wins against two quality opponents. Uh, this was the type of game I think a lot of people were expecting. When you play the Titans, you're in for a street fight. Uh, and it's exactly what it was. 17-14. The Chargers offense was stalled most of this game, Haley, but it it showed up when it counted. And uh, Mike Williams and Justin Herbert again. What can you say? I mean, um, a couple things before we get into that final drive is this podcast is so aptly named. Uh, it is. The Titans are wild. And, and it's so funny because these two teams, uh, I had Amy Wells on who is sort of my counterpart at, at Tennessee and had her on my podcast earlier this week. And we sort of say they almost play each other like divisional opponents. Whenever they've met, you almost like they're always kind of tight. We think back to that London game in 2018. We think back to that game in 2019, which was, I believe Ryan Tannehill's first start for the team. And they've never looked back essentially since then with him and they got the win. The chargers, obviously that was a debacle in Nashville. We won't revisit that. This was much better, but they play tight. Even despite the fact, I think they were missing seven starters on defense or some sort of astronomical number. They're just a tight team. This game was not pretty for a lot of it. I'll be nice in that sense. Um, the offense certainly left something to be desired until 44 seconds were left in the game. And as Brandon Staley said after the game, Justin Herbert had his best when his best was required. And there is incredible chemistry between him and Mike Williams or him and Keenan Allen. And we have missed it for a lot of this season. And you saw what it meant when a playmaker like William, Mike Williams is back fully healthy in the fold and on second down can make a 35 yard catch to get the team into Titans territory, deep into Titans territory that regardless of what happens, all you need is a field goal to win. And that's exactly what they did. And I think it was one of those games. that just kind of felt so tight and you necessarily didn't know who was going to pull ahead because especially even that one drive where it was like Nasir picks it off. Oh, then the chargers turn it over a couple plays later and you're going, yeah. man, like what is happening here? But um, but all they needed was 44 seconds to really sort of turn things around and and get to eight and six. And you mentioned it, get into the sixth spot right now in the playoffs with business to take care of in front of them. But a really, really solid win, as we have said this entire season, this was going to be a daunting two-game stretch, and they came out of it 2-0. and Eric, before we came on, I saw another angle of that Justin Herbert throw to Mike Williams. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous throw. It's an amazing catch. Mike was held down for most of this game, which was something I was not expecting. I thought this was going to be a Mike Williams game from start to finish. But as Haley said, uh, in, as, as Coach said, I guess, it, at the podium, uh, Justin Herbert's best was required late, and he delivered. Yeah, and that's why he, he's going to get paid a lot of money. 
right? Because uh, he was not at his best yesterday. Um, he was pr- pretty frustrated, I think, after the game. I mean, at the podium, he was like, he was happy that the team won, but you could tell he was not happy with how he played. Um, Brandon Daly wasn't really happy with how the offense played overall, but that's why the quarterbacks, th- that, that's how they make their name. Is all, they, all they need is, is 44 seconds or, or three, three plays here or there to get their team down the field and win the game. And that's what Justin Herbert did. Um, I think I looked it up as his fifth game-winning drive of the season, his, the 13th of his career. So he is, he, he's a great young quarterback. I think, I think we can kind of end this debate, you know, not, not, not that we were debating, but, like, so many people outside the building just, like, have so much to say about Justin Herbert. And it's like, let's just give the man his due. You know, he is just so good, and we are – lucky that he, he he's wearing the powder blue I guess it was royal blue yesterday but um yeah just a phenomenal phenomenal final drive um and there was just the belief I think I mean I, I felt it like 44 seconds left it's like okay we're gonna get 50 60 yards here and then we're gonna get a field goal and we're gonna win the game I, I truly felt like that was the case um the players felt that I mean Corey Lindsay was like yeah we jogged on the field knowing that we were gonna win the game because we have Justin we have Mike um, you know, it wasn't a great game for the offense overall, but when it was crunch time, when the players needed to step up, they did. And it was the two big name guys who got it done. We'll dig into the offense a little bit more in a bit, but you know, Haley, this is the second straight game. And I thought the defense, uh, really <laughs> showed up and, and did a nice job. Obviously the, the Titans get down the field at the end of the game to tie the game, but you know, they got some performances from from guys that you typically don't hear their number called late in games in clutch situations. Um, a, a big sack by Chris Rumpf. They they, they sacked Tannehill, I think, four times. Um, and you held the, the Titans to 3 of 11 on third down, 284 total yards. Uh, and this is all without Derwin James. So right. I, I think the defense has found something a little bit. And then when you get Derwin back, and hopefully you get Joey back at some point, you're just adding big-name guys to a defense that I think has figured something out, I want to say, maybe the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Brandon Staley was asked about that yesterday, and he just said, you know, they've got guys who are playing in the right roles, and a lot of guys have had to kind of shift and figure some different things out, but it's working. The third down uh defense over the last three weeks, three of 11 against Tennessee, three of 11 against Miami, three of 10 holding Vegas to three of 10. I mean, that is just fantastic numbers. Absolutely. And when you mentioned the guys who are stepping up so much of this season after losing Joey Bosa has been, who is going to step up opposite Cleo Mack? Because we know he's being double team, triple team, quadruple teamed, whatever it is, like who can get the pressure, who can create the pressure. And you saw it yesterday, Drew Tranquil, Joe Gaziano, Chris Rumpf, Kyle Van Noy. Not exactly guys. Kyle obviously has been in the league a very long time, but the other guys, they made plays when it mattered most. And that is what you want. And that is what you want to see. If you talk, you know, to use a Brandon Staley phrase of trending positive, this defense is trending positive now here in week 15, going into week 16. And this is what you want. There are still some elements that, you know, could be cleaned up rushing defense. I mean, Derek Henry still went over a hundred, but Hey, it wasn't 200. So that's a good thing. Cause that yeah. guy's capable of a lot more. Um, so that's a win in this in itself. But just the fact that I think, they're seeing different, they're playing different guys, you know, due to attrition and things like that. And maybe because they've had to kind of figure things out throughout the way and on the fly, it's sort of now paying off because they've seen a lot. 
They've done a lot. And now it's kind of what Ronaldo Hill said at last week after last week, like, go out, play loose, have fun, just go do it. And that is absolutely what they did yesterday. I think we always tend to overreact to a win or a loss in the NFL. Um, that's just the name of the game. It's natural. It's what happens. Uh, the Chargers, though, for as many ups and downs as they've had, Eric, they're eight and six right now. And they don't care about the help that they're getting. They're focused on what's going on in the building. That's how it should be. But we could talk about it. The Dolphins lost Saturday night. Uh, the Jets lost the Lions. The Patriots lost in one of the most ridiculous endings in NFL history. Um, that all helped the Chargers to kind of vault into the sixth seed. And with the schedule that they have on tap, again, there's no gimmies in the NFL. I think this weekend was a quite the indicator of that. But you go to Indianapolis, I just saw a report um, that Jonathan Taylor may not see the field for the rest of the year. Um, you come back New Year's Day against the Rams, and then you have uh, the Denver Broncos playing out the string in Week 18. There's a very good chance you can get to 10 or 11 wins. You can get into that fifth seed. There's a very good chance we could see a rematch of what we just saw yesterday, uh, unless the Jacksonville Jaguars somehow win the AFC South. Uh, I, right now, I put I'd put Jacksonville to win the South. That, that's just me, but I think I think Jacksonville's red hot. Um, but I think your your points are true. Um, and I thought that Brandon Staley had a great a great quote. If you watch his pregame speech in the locker room, you know the team isn't concerned with kind of everything going on outside the building. And I wrote down the quote that he said. He said, "The only thing that matters is what's happening in, in powder blue." And I thought that was just such a great quote because. All year long, you know, it's it's been a fight for for the team. You know, we, we know. I, I feel I feel like every Monday we've come in and just been like, man, it's it's been a grind for this team all year long. Injuries and close games, and it's just it's it's been a long season. But here we are with three games left, and Chargers are are not only in the mix, they are in a playoff spot. And I think that just like the belief in each other and within the building and within the coaching staff and your teammates. That is kind of what has carried you through the tough times and gotten you to this point, and then it's, it's what's going to carry you down the stretch too. Because now, right, like here's going to come the praise, right? Oh, man, the Chargers, 8-6, and six, um, you know, watch out for the Chargers in the playoffs and all this stuff. But it's like, no, the, the people who have been in the building, players and coaches who have stuck it out all year, they know the mindset that it takes to be successful. We've seen that in the last two weeks. Uh, we've seen that most of the year, and I think they're going to take that mindset going forward because now is not the time to rest, right? There's still three games left. The the, the job is not done. Um, you know, the Bolts are set up in a good spot. I mean, I, I just looked it up. They're at an 83% chance to make the playoffs. We're, we're in a good spot for sure, but you got to keep going. And, you know, I wasn't here last year, but you guys could probably attest to this. Like, you guys know the final few games – you got to keep going, even if you're if you if you're in a good spot right now. Yeah, I think Haley uh, Brandon Silly referenced I think last year versus this year in the need to to close strong, and I'll give an example that I think Chargers fans will uh, relate to. And Haley, I know you will. 2017, it was a team that didn't make the playoffs, right? But they started 0 and 4. It wasn't a, a great start. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice from from the weekend. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't a great start. It was Anthony Lynn's first year. Um, but something happened towards the middle of the year where uh, 
a switch flipped, and they were crushing teams. And they should have made the playoffs, um, but some ridiculous tiebreaker that got Buffalo in, even though they beat Buffalo 54-24. That, to me, is like the perfect example of how long an NFL season is. And if you're playing good football at the right time, nobody wants to play you. I think with this Chargers team, though, Haley, I want to see them actually uh, blow some teams out here. Like, get more confidence by putting teams away like the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos, beating those teams by two scores and and not making it a, a contest in the fourth quarter. I think those are the types of wins that I think maybe this Chargers team is missing in terms of confidence and, and knowing that you can put teams away early and not have to wait till the final drive. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's exactly what we want to see at this point right now. You look at what happened with Cincinnati and Tampa Bay yesterday, and Tampa Bay goes up 17 nothing, and you think, oh, here come the Bucks, just cruising. And Cincinnati in the second half is just a completely different team and just puts the thing on them and ends up just crushing the Bucks. The score towards the end was even closer than it was and should have been at one point. That's what you want. That's what you want to see. Chargers fans know, I think at this point last year, they had an 84% chance to make the playoffs, and it didn't happen. And that was because you didn't take care of business against the Texans and some weird things happened and, and you you know, week 18 rolls around and that game was just ridiculous and <laughs> wild. And, and unfortunately, a win and get in situation didn't end up going in their favor. I would like to see them blow some teams out. I would like to see them take this opportunity of three extremely beatable teams, extremely winnable games to just go and do your thing. This offense, I think the disappointing part to me, if you want to talk about, you know, positives from the win, but maybe some things to work on, this offense is f- at full strength. Like everyone was back yesterday, right? Trey Pipkins was back. Uh, Mike and Keenan are healthy. Donald Parham was back. To me, this should have been the game that was like, okay, with Tennessee missing so much and being ranked as low as they are defensively, I would have liked to see this offense just really come out and crush it. But Mike Rabel does different things. And and the Titans, as we mentioned, are just tough. But um, you have a good opportunity. Colts are kind of interesting, though. Obviously, we saw what happened against Minnesota, but you got Gus Bradley and some coaches on that staff who tend to know Justin very well and some of these offensive players really well. So as winnable as that Colts game is, it could be dicey, but I would. I totally agree with you. I would like to just see them sort of find their stride and hit their stride because I think as great as winning close games is right now, you want to see them really sort of take on the challenge of being able to go, hey, we can go into wherever as a wild card and win and crush and really just sort of have that momentum. And I think that is something if you want to maybe find something to build on or work on in those last these last three weeks, that is definitely what I would like to see. Comfortable wins, right? Eric, yeah. there hasn't been any of them this year. I'm, I'm just going through the wins right now. The week one against the Raiders, um, you go to the, the Texans. 34-24, that was not comfortable. That The, the Texans came storming not back. Really, no. uh, uh, Chargers, Browns, Broncos, Chargers, uh, Falcons. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at all the uh, Cardinals. I, do you consider that one? Uh, was it two-point conversion with no time left? <laughs> I was fine. I, mean, I don't know about you guys. Uh, Dolphins, uh, Nick Neiman. Shout out to Nick Neiman on the onside <laughs> kick. Not making that one uh, as interesting as that could have been. Um, so, again, it's wins are wins in the NFL. But uh, I do think that there's something to be said about putting teams away. And maybe this is something uh, 
towards the, the stretch run here that the Chargers can really make a point to do. The third quarters are still an issue. Oh, um, my God. No touchdown since Guys. week five uh, in the third quarter, Eric. Yeah, I'll take the L on that. I uh, tweeted, I don't know if you guys saw, I tweeted yesterday as uh, the third quarter started. I said, this is it. This is, you know, this is the quarter. This is the week where we're going to get a third quarter touchdown. And I, I thought for sure we we had it. I mean, we crossed midfield, and then we punted. And then uh, I think Nas had to pick, and then we gave it away in the red zone. Then we crossed midfield again, and then we punted. I'm like, you know, one day it's going to happen. It has to at some point. Um, but, yeah, I just think, like, kind of like what I said earlier, it's been a, it's been a fight for this team, and this team has, has earned kind of the position they're in, and they've clawed to get to the position they're in. But, you know, if you look at – if you imagine the season like like a ladder, right? Like we kind of climbed up the ladder. I would agree. Like the next rung on that ladder to have like a ten point win, fourteen point win, you know, a, a comfortable win, um, just to kind of give yourself a little bit bit of like a mental or or physical break, where it's not such a grind like every week. And and, and we all know, you know, all of us have been around the league long enough. We all know that like a thirty point win. Probably not going to happen, right? Let, let's not let's not try for that. But you know, a, a double digit win, I think, is something that is a t- should be like an attainable goal for this team, especially down the stretch, given given who they're playing. Um, but I mean, hey, like like we said, as as the Colts and Vikings showed on uh, on Saturday, I don't, I can't expect, I don't, I don't know what to expect in the NFL right now. It's um, I don't know. That was it was a wild a wild weekend of football. Haley, I'll say this. I, I think the caveat to all this is that I think the Chargers offense is still trying to f- find their their true identity with Keenan and Mike on the field at the same time for the second straight game. That first drive, which was a touchdown drive, you could tell they were making an effort to get Joshua Kelly the ball and, and get yeah. him touches. Six of his ten carries came on that first drive, and, and it was capped by a, a Joshua Kelly touchdown. Um he wasn't necessarily getting huge yards per carry, but you know I think trying to establish some sort of running game was definitely an emphasis in that first drive. And then, you know, I I, I don't know if, I don't want to say they went away from him, but um, I I don't know what the identity necessarily is of the offense right now. And I think there's just they're still trying to kind of workshop some things and and get things rolling for the stretch run. It reminds me of when I asked Brandon Staley at the bye, like, what is the identity of this team? And he had mentioned the phrase work in progress. And I think you are still seeing that in certain areas. And a lot of that is because they've just dealt with so much and so many injuries and so much attrition that you almost kind of figure, how do you play together again? Oh, we are at full strength. Okay. How can we use that to our advantage? Um, Yeah. I mean, the offensive identity is, is extremely interesting. You know, they, they, have been throwing a lot, you know, only 74 rushing yards. And I think here's the thing. I I would like to see the ground game get going a bit, especially because knowing if you do make the playoffs, you're going to be going on the road and you're probably going someplace cold. That's just kind of where this is all trending. If, if we look at it in that direction and like to be able to wear teams down on the ground, I think would be huge so that you're not just relying on the passing game. You're not just relying on Justin Herbert and you can take some pressure off of him. Um, but I, I do agree with you. I think that there is, they are still kind of figuring things out, but it is week 16 and the team is getting healthier, which is great. Like I said, offense is essentially at full strength right now. 
okay, go like use it, yeah. you know, let's, let's see something here. And I think, um, you know, maybe with just the way the schedule lays out over these next few weeks, that gives them the opportunity to, to do it because you want to be hot. You want to get hot. You know, I, I do a radio hit with Shannon Farron and I was listening to, to DJ and money right before. And, and they said, you know, wouldn't it be great if you knew by week 18, if you were even in the playoffs, like if stuff was just set and, and you had, <clears throat> essentially accrued what you needed to accrue and that's business that needs to be taken care of over these next couple weeks but find your groove find things that work and I would like to see that just kind of get you know now that everyone's back and and everyone is healthy on that side of the ball get it going a little bit more you know Eric I want you to comment on the running game too but let let me amend that I, I think the identity is obviously Justin's arm. I mean, he's still, he, he threw the ball 51 times last week. He threw it 42 times. You want the ball in your best player's hands, and that's Justin Herbert. But I do think they were trying to <clears throat> establish Joshua, get him going a little bit. Um, and maybe that was game plan specific, right? Maybe it's because it's the Tennessee Titans and you want to try to uh, control clock a little bit early and uh, establish some sort of running game uh, so the, the Chargers offense isn't so one-dimensional. But... I would say I, I would say it's it's Justin Herbert's the identity of your football team, and then hopefully you can do some things off of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think we can all agree on that. The identity is the uh, the right arm of, of number ten. Um, I wasn't like overly surprised that we ran the ball so much. I think uh, players and coaches sort of hinted or sort of just said it last week. Um, they said they wanted to run the ball more or better in the red zone. And I think they just kind of took that mindset and just applied it to the game. Um, because, yeah, when you came out and it was like the, the J.K. show right off the bat, like he was getting the ball like every play. Um, you know, I think they're just trying to establish a little bit of balance, you know, and not have Justin throw it 55, 60 times a game. And we, we know that formula can work. Um, but I think against the Titans, you know, the Titans want to play where, where they run the ball a lot. And they had the ball for 40 minutes, and Derrick Henry has 25 carries for 175 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I think the Chargers were trying to play a little bit of that game themselves, uh, if only to maybe help their defense a little bit. Even though the defense is playing fantastic, I think they're trying to sway it the other way where they don't throw the ball and then maybe it doesn't work, and then the time of possession is just skewed so much in favor of Tennessee. That, that's just my own kind of personal theory of why the, why the running attempts were a little bit higher than, than we maybe expected. Um, but yeah, we, I think we can all agree. Like when it, when it's crunch time and we saw it, right, like games on the line. Okay. What, what's the plan it, have number 10 go out there and, and sling it around the field. Yeah. It, it makes me think about Jalen Guyton Haley and just how different I think this offense could look with just that speed threat going down the field. I, I think you'd see a lot more deep shots right now. Um, Jalen was such a such a vertical threat and kind of opened up the, the passing game. But when you get a guy like Parham back and, and you're starting, like you said, the offense is a full strength now. Uh, I think that this is a perfect opportunity to really kind of fine-tune what you do offensively headed into the postseason. I totally agree. And I think, as we had mentioned, this is a really good three-game stretch three game opportunity for them to be able to do that you don't have to worry about whether in indianapolis you're in a dome you come home you have the rams who are an extremely you know they play on monday night who knows what baker's gonna do <laughs> tonight uh if you will after whatever the heck happened a couple thursdays ago or whatnot but um 
But I, I do just think that that this is a really good opportunity and maybe it's almost like kind of a schedule reset, a team reset in a way of, hey, everyone's healthy again. Like, let's kind of start, you know, start the season now. Like the postseason starts now. And guys have been talking about that, that they've been playing postseason football for the last couple of weeks because they know that they have to take care of business. And that truly is the only thing that matters because sometimes you don't get the help that you need. And unfortunately, being on the other side of that for many years, it's it's happened. It hasn't, or I should say, hasn't happened necessarily in the Chargers' favor. But if you can control what you can control, and that is getting wins and not having any moments like what happened in Houston happened last that happened last year happened this year, then you're setting yourself up for a really good position. But I, I agree. I think that um, maybe this is an opportunity where you sort of, like I said, reset and sort of look at everyone being healthy again. Like it's almost a new start of the season. Braden Fahoko, first of all, he'll be in broadcasting whenever he wants <laughs> to. Like as soon as his career is done, I hope it's a long career and he doesn't have to worry about it right now. But I talked to him in the locker room yesterday. He was awesome, and he mentioned that Kyle Van Noy has been leading these uh, these meetings, these player-led meetings, talking about that this is the playoffs now and kind of getting some of these young guys in the, in the right frame of mind, Eric, that uh, you have to treat every game from here on out like it's a playoff game. And, and I think that they've really attacked that, starting with the Dolphins game. And uh, it's it's a perfect example of what I think we can expect these next three weeks. I really do think that this team is locked in, and uh, you know we won't know until we see it. But you know Christmas is going to be tricky, right? You fly out Christmas Day. Um, it's the holidays. Um, you want to be locked in. And I know Brandon Staley was was mic'd up in the locker room and <clears throat> said like, "Hey, we have to have a really good week of practice um, because we have to beat Indianapolis." Yeah, uh, going back to Kyle real quick, um, I don't think it's a coincidence that he has sacks in back-to-back games because, you know, he he had to take on more of a role after Joey went out, you know, as a starter, and that really wasn't what the team had envisioned for him. Um, but, you know, he had a sack against the Dolphins, a sack yesterday. And I asked Brandon the last week, I said, you know, how about, like, the impact that Kyle has made on the field, sure, but, like, more so, like, his leadership. And he said he has been, like, invaluable. And he's a guy, he's won two Super Bowls, like he knows how to get it done in the playoffs. And I think that's just like such um such a valuable commodity to, to like have on your team and, and like such a resource. You know, and I posted that story last week on Chargers.com about Van Noy and people are like, oh, he's old, like he hasn't done anything. And it's like, sure, maybe like his box score line hasn't been great all year, but like he's providing more than that. I think you've seen that, you know, in the last couple of weeks with how the defense is played, and, and they'll need that um, going forward. Um, but, yeah, I think, like like, like we said, and what, like what Brandon Tilly said after the game, like the focus is still going to be on us. You know, we've still got to keep going, um, you know, and we'll, we'll see if they can find a way to, to do that. Haley, closing thoughts here. Uh, I, I'd love to get your reaction on what you saw in, in Week 18 in the AFC. I mean, you know, like I said, the Chargers are not focused. They probably are. Listen, everyone's going to have an eye on on the scoreboard you, you know, to see kind of where you are in the playoff hunt. Um, everything kind of fell their way. It was like an instant classic in Buffalo on Saturday night. Um, the Jets and Lions, the Lions are rolling. Zach Wilson comes in and, uh, you know, nearly uh, beats Detroit. And then what we saw in Vegas with Chandler Jones basically – intercepting a crazy lateral and then like 
steamrolling over Mac Jones into the end zone was the most ridiculous play of uh, of week 18 or week 15. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I will say this. We talked a lot about how this season is flying by. It feels very long right now. I'm going to be a hundred. It feels like week 18. Yeah, it feels all of a sudden, guys, it feels a little lengthy to think, oh gosh, there's still three games to go here. Um, But it's great. Everything's great. Uh, This is a weird NFL season in general. I think this is one of those years where obviously what's going on in the NFC, you have Philadelphia in a class that's just like cruising kind of above everyone else. San Francisco is able to use 98,000 quarterbacks and it doesn't matter because their defense is so good and they're on a roll. Vikings have this, you know, the largest comeback in NFL history. The AFC has a lot of parity. But it still feels in a weird way like it could almost be anyone's year. It could almost be anyone's season in a weird sense. Obviously, you have in the AFC the Bills and the Chiefs, and I would put the Bengals in that conversation right now. I believe they're 10-4. and Um, You've seen Kansas City and you have seen Buffalo at times show vulnerabilities and I think every team kind of has that but I think when you're in the conference that has teams that that might show a little bit here and there that's kind of what you want I I don't know what to make sense of this last week in the NFL it is just crazy I I will say this I have worked and Chris you have too we have both worked in the NBA we are fans I'm a huge baseball fan on the side there is nothing like the NFL I know everyone makes the joke this league like on Twitter when something crazy happens in all caps but it's true it is just and, and it's because every game means something I make the joke about the season feeling really long a lot shorter than every other league but that's why it is so special because every game truly truly means something it doesn't matter you saw what Kansas City I mean it was freaking tight with the Texans yesterday and they found a way to win but that's kind of two weeks that the Texans have sort of kind of what they did last year against the Chargers just kind of been you know that team like who's going to be that team to sort of maybe spoil someone's season or maybe knock them down a little bit um but but the good thing is, as you mentioned, everything went the Chargers' way, and they won, which is the best part of it, to help themselves as they move forward because that's what they need to do. They have to take care of their own business. The NFL's wild. It's going to be a – I don't know. It, there's no way that these next three weeks in this, this league, all caps, ends on a completely normal note. Like, it's just not going to happen. Something weird is going to happen. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, no doubt. And, Eric, <laughs> I'll give you the final word. I'll just say this, like – as an NFL fan, I want Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, and Allen all in the tournament in January. That, that's that's my uh, that's my hope, and it looks like it's trending that way. Uh, it's ironic that you say that because I was driving in this morning. I was talking to my brother. You know, we talk uh, every every Monday. We kind of go through all these, kind of recap the NFL weekend. So if somehow, like I said, I think Jacksonville does get in and win the South. If that happens. Here would be your, your seven quarterbacks in the AFC if things stay the same as they are now. It would be Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Lawrence, Jackson, Herbert, and Tua. Like, sign me up for that because that is just and, – and it's probably going to be that way for the next 10 years, right? Sign me up for that because that is fantastic. And th- that is exactly what fans should want to see. You know, those, that's probably the seven best quarterbacks in the AFC, right? Um, the NFC, I don't know. I mean, you have the Eagles. Um, 
I don't know what to make the, make of the Vikings. I'm very happy for my former team that they pulled that off, and my old coworkers. I know they are thrilled. Um, but that that team is a, is a roller coaster in itself. Um, but for the Chargers, yeah, I mean, if we're one of the seven teams in there and we have Herbert at quarterback, I'm all for it. I think I think the AFC is wide open. I really do. E- even if you have really good teams at the top in Buffalo and KC and Cincinnati. Um, I mean, Miami went toe-to-toe with Buffalo in the snow. You know, the Ravens are a scrappy team that's going to get Lamar back. Um, and the Chargers are, are it seems like we're peaking at the right time. So uh, who knows? Like Haley said, who knows what the final three weeks are going to bring? I assure you it's probably not going to be calm. Uh, it will be chaos. Um, but if the Chargers can, can keep uh, taking care of their own business, then um, after that three weeks, then mid to late January, then – Hopefully it should be a lot more fun too. Still a ways to go, but you know you got to savor the wins. And I know Chargers fans are happy here on this victory Monday. Bolts improved to eight and six. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday after the Colts game for the final drive. Uh, we won't see you guys. So happy holidays, Merry Christmas uh, for Haley and Eric. I'm Chris. This has been the final drive. <laughs>